Hey guys, if you're listening and you haven't followed us on Instagram, I don't know what you're doing. I don't even know how you found the show, but you should go over and follow us at those movie dudes. It's where we talk about everything related to the show. We post stuff. We post random stuff in our story. You can help us pick what movies we watch every now and then. But yeah, join the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at those movie dudes and enjoy mainstream boys. Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the new release films of the week. This week we watch the balls to the wall zombie heist flick taking place in none other than Sin City. Dave Batista stars in this badass bloodbath, Army of the Dead. We have a what's called a cloud couch, where I think this is more comfortable than my actual bed itself. Um, and I have probably slept on this couch maybe a quarter of the nights that I've been at this apartment. Uh, wow. Just by accident. I'm just watching an episode of TV and 10 minutes out. Next thing I know, it's 530 in the morning. The sun's out. I'm like, well, where the so fuck you, like, am I? So you legitimately spend the whole night on the couch? Oh, yeah. And I'll Not have even... no idea. Like, it'll it'll literally just be like I, uh, I blinked. It's like, oh. Damn. It's That's impressive because I, I would <laughs> if I fall asleep on the couch I'd wake up at like two and be like, Ugh, I guess I'll go to my bed now. But yeah, well yeah. I remember the couch back in uh, down where you are. I had to stay on that couch for about a week, and uh, with the humidity and a leather, I don't know if they still have the leather couch, but it's the you same stick couch. to it. <laughs> you do, yeah. <laughs> and it's not the most pleasant experience out there, especially when my dad comes out at eight a.m. and starts eating his Cheerios uh, over your head. But uh, his desk is moved now. It's not. It's not literally. He doesn't sit <laughs> on the couch no, anymore. Like, that's so. literally what happened. Yeah, he just kind of like I hear like, oh, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> so look up. So and he's just inconsiderate. Like, Morning. <laughs> Maybe you could ask Brooke to start doing that. Like, hey, Brooke. Like, if I'm out, if I'm sitting on the couch, if I fall asleep on the couch, just come out, eat your like avocado toast and your like your tea and just whatever Brooke eats. I don't know what Brooke eats, but that seems like something she would eat. Maybe, maybe. But anyways, what's up, dude? How was your uh, how's your weekend? It's actually Tuesday because it was my birthday yesterday, so we can stop talking about it. It's over. I feel like we should still celebrate for, you know, the rest of May, but I'm not going to force you to do so because I can't. All right. Well, that's good. How was your birthday, by the way? It was good. Okay. Um, yeah, my weekend was uh, good as well. I did some traveling. I went on a airplane for the first time since the pandemic. Wait. Uh, so oh, I knew that. That was interesting. Uh, it was kind of a wild experience, but yeah. Uh, no, I mean it was it was good because everything literally just seemed like a return to normal. Because the CDC just said, you know, if you're vaccinated, no mask. you don't have to wear a mask. And all the places around here are adopting that. Today, our apartment building was like, okay, yeah, you don't have to wear a mask when you come in the building anymore. And since I've moved in, this is the first time it's ever happened. So it's crazy. It's weird. Yeah, it, it's very strange how quickly. All of a sudden, everything's like back to normal, and it's like, oh shit! Like, I don't know. So I'm kind of just still. Living I'm very hesitant about like, it because oh, I went to the gym yesterday. Actually, for my birthday, yeah, I was like, sure. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna do for myself you. a nice. favor. Um, and the first thing I notice is everybody coming out of the gym, no mask, and there's also no sign on the door that says you need a mask. So I walked in. I was like, do I 
can't like do i need to wear it like is it okay is it safe he's like yeah take it off I'm like okay but it felt so weird like it just did not feel right but the first time i actually have a legitimate workout with feeling like i'm not gonna pass out because i'm sure. wearing a mask so oh, well at least you get in there and uh maybe with everything going on it's some incentive for both you and I to get back into the gym. I haven't been to a gym since the pandemic, but I am absolutely crazy. Kind of jazzed up that I can go back and not really have to worry about it too much anymore. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. But um, it's pretty dank. You do have to put your faith in society, though, that you're actually vaccinated. But yeah, I for just, sure, it is what it is. Whatever. But yeah, no. Throughout the the weekend, I still had time to watch this uh, two and a half hour film, though. Uh, but yeah, welcome back to Mainstream Boy, the show where we grab a big bucket of popcorn, a nice cold cherry Coke, and, hmm, hmm, I might go to the theater next weekend, and I feel like I'm going to go for the Twizzlers. I'm okay. feeling Twizzlers. Um, I don't hate licorice. I'm not a big licorice guy. Like, you will never see me with a box of uh, Good and Plenty's. However, I'll definitely go for some Twizzlers, especially those cherry ones that you can pull the little strips off of, and it's like... It's I know what fun. those are, and I I don't like them that much. But um, if you like them, all They're credit fun. to you. They're hardly Twizzlers. Like I, sure. you probably you honestly shouldn't even put the same label on them. Are but they called Red Vines. That's a different brand. That's something okay, else. Maybe I'm thinking of that. But, uh, but yeah, okay, it, oh, sure. Kind of the same, a little more powdery. But I see what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, I'll grab those. We sit down, put our feet up, take our pants off, and watch Bella Thorne movies. But today. We're talking about a Zack Snyder flick, so he's a pretty, pretty big, I'd say one of the biggest mainstream directors, did, you know, uh, Batman v Superman, he just did uh, his Snyder cut of uh, Justice League that we watched a few months ago, mm-hmm. uh, but this week he did Army of the Dead, which was actually filmed a couple of years ago, maybe 2019, before the BC, before Corona, but here we go, it's on Netflix, we watched it this week. You ready to play? There's $200 million in the vault beneath the strip. With a 32-hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. It's not too late to go back. Little zombie heist movie, Spencer. How about that? Yeah, crazy. And it's a zombie movie. And he did uh, Dawn of the Dead, which two thousand, which is in two thousand four. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that actually. Uh, oh, he, that was one I've of his uh, first movies that he uh, directed. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. That's that. So this is definitely a, kind of a return to that genre for him. Some, and also a film that he was able to kind of just do whatever the hell he wanted with it. So it, it's on Netflix. You can watch it. Uh, it's it's a rated R. It's two hours and twenty eight minutes long. So it's a long. You know, one. It, it's going to take up some time. When I put this thing on, I didn't expect it, but I really should have with Snyder. He just he can't really condense a film. It's just how he is, unfortunately. 70% critical score on Rotten Tomatoes, 76 audience, 6.0 on IMDb. Following a zombie outbreak centered in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries consisting of Drax the Destroyer, the Nun from Nacho Libre, Shades from Luke Cage, and Tig Notaro combine forces to break into the quarantine zone and pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> nice i love tignataro she, tignataro she's is the same yeah we'll in get into everything that. and well yeah we will but she is the same exact character it's funny because i just i just finished star trek discovery a few weeks ago she's only in the show like every now and then but she is the exact same person sure. and it's it's pretty hysterical yeah. uh 
But yeah, Spencer, let's get right into this. Uh, what were your kind of initial thoughts with Army of the Dead? I don't know, man. I, I knew this was Zack Snyder going into it, and I was really looking forward to it in that aspect because I do enjoy Zack Snyder films. They're very visually going to be kind of fun and pleasing. And it's a zombie movie. Zombie movies are fun. In fact, our, our other guy, Nate, who uh, is sometimes on the podcast, Where are you, one Nate? of his favorite genres. Yeah. <laughs> but if not, I mean, surprised not he didn't, I'm surprised he didn't watch it with us this week. But uh... Thank God. Thank fucking God. Finally... I would have been so disappointed if you didn't make an appearance. It doesn't have to be a surprise, you know. You can tell me. You can prepare me for this situation. No, no, that's that's not fun. <laughs> There's no I feel fun like in I that. I would have if I had known. I wouldn't have just gone on at a tangent for ten minutes and the made best you sit thing around. Is it's such a great visual <laughs> gag, and the audio listeners are just like, "Oh wait, who's this third voice? <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is going on, put dude?" It together. Oh, that's it's fantastic. Me. Well. Hey, Nate. Welcome to Mainstream Boy for the Boys for the Third Time. Glad to see you again. Oh, uh, hey. Anytime there's zombies going on, uh, you know, I, I have to make some sort of appearance. Well, I'm a crack that that, for that one. That's, that's literally what I had just said, because uh, we were, just got over the uh, plot synopsis, and we were saying how zombie movies are just balls-to-the-wall fun, for the most part, usually. I mean, there's some stinkers mm -hmm. every now and then, but Zack Snyder helming? A zombie movie once again after dawn of the dead i was curious to see what he was going to do here and especially seeing that he was going to include like a heist another kind of uh, subgenre that's pretty fun in films um but yeah i mean i i did have a, a good time with it despite the fact that it's very bloated but it's crazy movie thong is gonna blow his fucking lid when he when he hears this episode <laughs> uh but yeah nate tell me what your initial thoughts were of uh this film um I'm always like I'm always excited going into zombie films, but then I'm always skeptical because they've done zombie movies so well in the past with like the old Romero movies. Like those are my favorites to me. Um, and so going into a kind of a newer age zombie film where they kind of had almost like a class system of zombies, I was like, okay, this is interesting. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. Um, but I think the cast that they got was great. And that's what I was happy about. Like, they actually had pretty decent characters where in some zombie movies, they just kind of get disposable people that can just be kind of tossed aside, taken out by the undead. But this one, they they did it pretty smart. And I will say the opening sequence is one of the best I've seen in a while because it like it's perfect setup. Snyder in all of his opening sequences. I mean, he did a great one for... Uh... Watchmen, which I think is kind of iconic, oh, and that is damn. an amazing opening sequence. Did a great one as well for Batman v Superman. I mean, that was the whole origin thing of mm -hmm. uh, Bruce Wayne, because, I mean, we've seen it a thousand times. Why not make it the opening credit sequence? Uh, so, yeah, he always loves doing opening credit sequence, but this, I think, is his crown jewel. I think this one... I, I mean, Watchmen is fucking great, but this one is just, like, in a zombie setting, it, it added a lot. It sets the unique tone of a zombie film being sanctioned in Las Vegas in such a spectacular way. Because you see, you know, the guy dressed as Elvis. I mean, even the opening scene with, like, the car accident. Was that before or after this montage? I can't remember. I think it was after, before. right? That, yeah, no, that was, was right before. before. Yeah, that was kind of what started then, the whole 
outbreak. Like the zombies are overlooking Vegas, and then we get this like crazy montage. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it was it was fucking so cool, man. Like the overhead shots, and just like you see all the uh, the dancers and it, just the casinos, like. And then of course the kind of that homage to the Walking Dead shot with the guy on top of the tank. I guess you could say I would say that had to mm-hmm. be from Walking Dead, unless that oh, was taken sure, from something yeah. else. I that, don't know. Probably. And like the horse and the fact that yeah. Um, they had like that alpha riding the horse. I think they mentioned an aspect of the film that I, I really did enjoy as well was the cast. Because initially when they were doing the setup and they were kind of meeting everybody and forming the team, that can just be so cliche and like very overlooked. And it was here. And I kind of wasn't expecting to really get attached to the characters. But as the movie did go on, I actually found myself caring for the characters at times. I was like, I liked a lot of them. Depends With the exception on the characters. of uh, Dietrich or... D, the German Aww, guy. Dieter, you didn't like the the big oh, he was, guy. His comic, that was he me. Was, he was going a little <laughs> too far to try to go for the jokes, but his other than that, maybe that could have been ah! Snyder pushing oh, a little too hard. Six that, times. that got me a couple of times, but he, yeah, no, oh, I actually he, every did enjoy time. The characters a lot. He's the type of character that it's a love or hate relationship. I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, this is so annoying." It takes you away from the movie, but I do think that the Dieter character was really funny, and Dave Bautista was actually pretty great. Like I okay. I didn't hate him at all. I thought he carried the movie just fine. I have a bold statement that I almost messaged you guys over the weekend, but I decided just to wait. After watching this movie, I will say that I think Dave uh, Dave Batista is a better emotional actor than Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would give you that. 100% agree. I think he's a better actor in general, actually, than Dwayne Johnson. He doesn't have the, the box office pull yet, but... Regardless, dramatic-wise, he is great, and I did not expect that from him. And he only had a few scenes where he was able to showcase that, but even with kind of just weird food truck dialogue, um, I still found it genuinely (laughs) emotional. I I, (laughs) Right. It it was weird. Like, I'm going to go go with lobster rolls. Lobster rolls. (laughs) Everyone loves a lobster roll. I was was like, I knew exactly where they were going. I'm like, he's going to say some sort of food truck thing right now, and I was going to ruin the scene, but it's fine. He was great. I really do think he was good. Yeah. Yeah. By far. (laughs) The one one thing that kind of bugged me is they, they tried to make kind of a love story out of his character and that other woman that like he was really good friends with suddenly a little too forced yeah because there was immediately like she immediately like starts walking away and he's like what and she's like oh like like almost pouring her feelings out for him and i'm like bitch this is not the time you are robbing a bank in the middle of a zombie city with a nuke no no time to start pouring your heart out to this guy because he's just gonna batista bomb you like that that's (laughs) what he's gonna do wrestling move Oh, I, I saw him at Denny's in 2005 in Bangor. Oh, shit. What I time of day was Batista. this? What time of day? It was 11.30 at night. Nice. Yeah, nice. we had just That's watched a show at the auditorium in Bangor, and we were going to pay our tab, and I look, and I'm like, oh my god, it's Batista. And he was like, it was like watching the mountain walk in and just sit Holy down. shit. I was sure like, he barely yeah, fit sure. through the door. Did he oh, use the claw friend. machine? There wasn't a claw machine he at the time. He punches a hole through it and takes what he wants. He's like, I want the teddy bear. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's awesome. I-, I wanted to know what you guys thought about the different types of zombies. Because I feel like sometimes they can 
make it stretch too much to make them feel like characters. I think he, Zack Snyder helmed it just right. Like he gave some sort of character to these monsters, but then again, they're still just bloodthirsty zombies. So it's just like it walked a fine line. And I think it went a little too far with the kid element. That was weird. The Why pregnant, it, the pregnant zombie the, the queen. Pregnant zombie. It it just yeah. didn't. I don't think it needed to get to that point. However, I did really like the difference between the the alpha zombies, which like the alpha zombie is the one who like starts the breakout in the opening scenes. Like I think it was that guy, and yeah. then the warblers. I think they called them, which are basically shamblers. the everyday the shamblers. Sorry. Uh, the everyday just walk around yeah, the, kind oh, of yeah those are like the walking that, dead zombies pretty yeah. harmless for the most so, part i loved it because we have seen so many zombie movies we have seen all different variations of zombies like with the uh, 28 days later with the fucking fast as shit zombies see those and, are my favorite those, those are, are the scariest by far because yeah, those are, are the even in world war z those are fucking so fast and we also cool. have like the very dull like night of the living dead and um mm-hmm. what shot of the dead those types of zombies that like pretty much yeah. anybody would think like you could take them on unless they're all like sure. a massive horde and i like that snyder here uses the different levels and variations and then also goes one step further and creates this alpha zombie that is like apparently like patient zero. I think he's the one that escaped from the truck from the explosion or something. Um, they don't really explain oh my it, God. but yeah, pretty much. It, yeah. Yeah, he by far is. Yeah. And he is this Terrifying. advanced version of a zombie. And yeah, his look in the film, like the little cape that he has and like the long hair and the big brooding body. It's, it's been the way he's framed and stuff. I've actually like was watching this movie. Like, this is pretty fucking scary. <laughs> like, not gonna the way lie. he shoots it too. The, the imagery, yeah. The, like it's when they freaky. kind of introduce him to uh, Shades from Luke yeah. Cage when he sees him for that first time, and there's like the kind of the plastic blowing in the wind. It's all dirty, and there's a silhouette. Like it's a pretty spooky, dude. And smart enough to wear a literal like magneto like shield on his yeah. head so he doesn't get killed. Pretty See, insane. That's where it. That's where it almost was too much of a stretch for me. Like almost like they were preparing for battle. I like it when the zombies are like less civilized. Like, yeah. and of course they're zombies. They are uncivilized. Yeah. Um. But I I agree that I did like that they at least had an alpha, so you can see where this all started. Sure. Instead yeah. of just having it be kind of an open ended world with like. You never know where it came from and having it just like end. Um, but that he, opening sequence, the way it introduced him, I'm expecting like a crawler or one of the wobblers to come out. And that's how it started. But with the minute the woman on the things like you need to get, the get fuck out. out of there, <laughs> I'm sitting there like, what could be so it's a zombie. And then when I see this like six foot six frame come out, I'm like. That's terrifying. He, like, swats away the guns. And he's just like, yeah. Something that I can't decide if it bothered me or if I liked it is Zack Snyder doing the cinematography himself. Because in the past, he has kind of gotten some flack of going for style over substance. I mean, he's got a very specific visual style in all of his movies. And... This he's always had a cinematographer in all of his projects, but here he is shooting it himself because he used to make music videos and he always shot those. So here with Netflix's budget, and they're 
them being generous, like, all right, yeah, go ahead, you shoot it. And so he bought these vintage 1960s Canon Dream lenses that shoots at an f-stop of 0.95. So that's why this movie, the depth of field is so fucking nuts, and it's like, it goes out of focus so easily, and... Did it's that bother a, you? Because I didn't. Did. I personally didn't notice it yes. until you mentioned it. It did, but then once I was listening to the reason why Snyder wanted to shoot it that way, and how he worked with Red, the the cinema pack, uh, camera package that um, they used to film this movie on, how they worked with them to kind of use those vintage 1960s lens to work with them. It was actually interesting because he he was very he was very much going for this dream like feel. I mean that's what that's why it's called a dream lens. It's very dreamy in terms of like the look mm-hmm. to it uh with like a very like the the focus kind of like everything falling off and like that's why he wanted to include it because like you never you never knew what was lurking and like blurred in the background and stuff so i don't know but yeah i mean it was it was it was weird it was jarring because it's different but after listening to him talk about it i kind of totally understand but i do kind of wish that he had a cinematographer for this film other than trying to do it himself I still yeah. think it looked really good, though. Like it's uh, okay. first of all the opening sequence, yes, but I think that throughout the movie, like he really does add an entirely different dynamic because he is an incredible cinematographer. I really do think he is. I think he's able to stage a shot composition wise and make stuff. Fucking absolutely, yes. Maybe and, I just need to look, see it in the theater uh, to fully appreciate the the style. Oh yeah. for this one, yeah. He, he has a way of, like, he certainly paid homage and, yes, used a lot of tropes from zombie movies, even his own with Dawn of the Dead. But I think it still seemed very fresh, maybe because Dave Bautista is helming it. But in terms of the way he shot it, like, it seemed very fresh because you don't see a zombie movie that takes place in Las Vegas. Like, maybe we've seen some snippets and shows or movies that show Las Vegas, but I love the whole film taking place in this one, ex- like, specific spot. I still don't know how they contained it. How did they contain that in Las Vegas with storage containers? That was that made no sense to me. There's no way you could do that. You gotta <laughs> but, definitely suspend some disbelief here. A fair amount. Yeah. A fair amount. <laughs> yeah. But I like how they they actually made the zombies scary. Like they made them an actual threat. I feel like nowadays, like some movies with zombies, they try and make it funny. Kind of like what Shaun of the Dead did, but they did it really well. Where this one they they left him as a threat. Like whenever someone talked about going through the barricade and like going in and coming out and stuff like that, they're like, yeah. no one comes back. So like it adds that lore that kind of like, oh, God, these characters are actually in danger and it's not funny, even though you have the funny moments and whatnot. But it, it was nice seeing them treat the zombies with respect like that. But then when they also described it as their own kingdom, like, no, the zombies aren't living in our world. They're they're separate in their own world. Gave them a lot of respect for that. And it's like um, Dom, the Planet of yeah, the Apes type shit, but with zombies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, the, the whole dynamic yeah. of it being Vegas added, like, the obviously, like, it mentioned this in documentary a little bit, but, like, the greed element. Like, people had incentive to go in there and get the money. Like, there was mm-hmm. legitimate incentive that it, like, yeah, I guess I'd risk my life for a shit ton of money that's going to get blown up anyway. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I thought that was kind of cool. That added a whole other dynamic to the movie. It was... I I do appreciate this movie because we've seen the zombie genre done literally, like, 
beat a dead horse. <laughs> it's like it became yeah. so big, especially after The Walking Dead in the last ten, 10 years. Of that fucking so shit. much zombie content, and I think I just really appreciate how Snyder was trying to make something very different here and make something unique and throwing in a lot of uh, subplots in this movie that you don't necessarily need. I mean, the whole Kate, his daughter, trying to get this woman that she thinks <sighs> yeah, is that there. Yeah, that could have... Yeah, you cut that out, and it would have been a better paced movie for sure. Instead yeah. of like, oh, this happened, but now we got to go do this. They had nine minutes like, before detonation, and then she yeah. ran away without saying anything. Um, <laughs> fuck you, lack of communication for <laughs> sure. There, but but she but she but she delivered a line which saved it because she was like, I was in between. Or what was it? I was in between saving you and saving myself. I got a conscience. I was like, okay, that that kind of made up for it. It worked out. It made for a cool helicopter zombie scene, but still, like, come on. And then you also have the Garrett Dillahunt um, character, uh, who his name is Martin in the film, who is kind of working for the the boss, but he's really after some other stuff, and the group are kind of suspicious of him. They kind of oh, have his kind of cliche type stuff, but he has a scene with a zombie tiger that's fucking insane. Dude, holy <laughs> shit! So deserved. Like, Oh, like, I think I literally, like, put my mouth, I put my hand over my mouth during that scene because I was just not expecting it. And that's the other thing about fucking Army of the Dead is I did not expect this movie to be as violent and graphic as it was. And I was all for it because it was to the fullest extent. So graphic. (laughs) And the fact that it was um, the Vegas group, whose tiger was it? Oh, Siegfried, uh, Siegfried and, Roy. and Roy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just the fact that they threw Perfect. that in, it just, yeah. it's such an American zombie movie. Just the pinnacle of um, consumerism, Las Vegas, um, and just seeing these guys go in to steal the money. But seeing that tiger, I'm like, normally having like zombie animals doesn't really work. But this one worked because you're in Vegas. It's kind of over the top anyway. So it, it fits. But I wanted to ask you guys something about a rumor about them being in a time loop. Did you read anything oh, about well, that? Only because the character was joking about that with the skeleton in front of the the safe, right? And it was, was interesting yeah, because, because they're wearing the same. Like they're wearing like the same necklace, yeah, as the love interest woman or something like that. And every time you saw a zombie or like the dead body, it would do a flash cut to like. Dave Batista and then his friend and the oh, African yeah, American yeah, dude that was with him. And so I was kind of looking at it like that's interesting, but they didn't really give that's it any all it grounds was throughout yeah. the movie. So I gotta mention but it, one it's kinda cool to that think about. Might have to do with that. There was this there was a shot that it's it kind of held on this shot, but there was a zombie that was an actual fucking robot. I know. I thought so too. What his was eyes that? were blue and it was like oh, it's yeah. slow motion and like electricity came out of its head. Like it was a literal like, Looked Terminator. like a Terminator. Like I was like, mm-hmm. wait a second, is this movie gonna turn on its head and turn into like this was a setup? Like these are all robots. Like what is happening right now? And then nothing came out of it. What'd you guys think of the uh, the ending of this movie? Because I remembered when that guy got thrown into the vault by Dieter, um, and I was like, they better resolve that. If they don't resolve that. I'm gonna be pissed. And I thought they would wrap it up with him driving away in the, in the Trans Am, but then they had to go that extra mile, and I guess it makes sense now since they're franchising the movie, but that kind of... I didn't like that. I wish they didn't do that, I guess. I I kind of wish they had done, like, a... Uh, 
You guys remember the end of 10 Cloverfield Lane when um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she's like in the middle of the road and she can either go home or go to Houston and help yep. people. If they had something like that, instead like, of is him he infected, is he not that type of thing? Yeah. And then yeah. have him like in his Trans Am being like, what do I do? Because he's in a moral dilemma at that point. Maybe something like that to leave it kind of open ended. Maybe I would have liked that. Big surprise for me for Army of the Dead because I wasn't really looking forward to it because Zack Snyder can be wow, hit or miss. It's a zombie movie. It's a little, you know, like I said, being a dead horse. But for some reason, those two mixing together actually gave me a very fun and exciting film that is a little long, two and a half hours. You don't need it to be that long. There's plot holes. There's like, I'm sorry, not plot holes. There's subplots that you don't really need in this movie that's just kind of included for the sake of being there. Uh, there's some visual choices that I don't fully love, but uh, this one was probably the most fun time I've had uh, with a film in 2021 so far. Not the best, but most fun, probably uh, the entertainment most fun. Value. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, I had a that. great time with this movie, just how violent and graphic it was. So just a fun zombie movie that uh, just I really enjoyed. So I'm going to give it a three and a half. Out of five, I really liked Army of the Dead. Well, I anytime I hear of the dead, I always get excited just because you know that it's just zombies galore and they're basing their story around it. Like Spencer said, some of the visual stuff that I can kind of overlook, um, it was just kind of hard seeing like Batista sitting in a diner talking to somebody. He's in focus, but the window right behind him is blurred. I'm just like... That, it, you didn't need it, the lens but for I that get, scene, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and I, I get the the whole dream thing with the lenses and what they were trying to go for. Wasn't quite my cup of tea, but I loved the characters. I thought that Dieter, he was funny because like he's all happy and goofy all the time. But then the minute he's trying to work on the safe and Batista's like, how's it going? He rips <laughs> him a, apart. He's yeah, like... Oh, um, but just they had good characters all around stuff that should have been cut. Maybe the end could have been maybe trimmed down a little bit and done in a better way. But it was just a blast. I was excited. I wasn't bored at all. Like they did a really good job with the time they had for the most part. Um, and that opening sequence just with the color, the sunset, seeing Vegas and then it led into that like zombie land type opening where they were playing that Las Vegas song. I think it was Frank Sinatra. It was silly and goofy, but it had great action and lots of blood, which is what a zombie movie needs. So I'm giving this one a four out of five. I had a really good time. I could see myself buying this on physical media, but yeah, four out of five. It, it was definitely entertaining and Zack Snyder. You're you're moving your way up a little bit. He's learning. <laughs> I had a great time with this one. I, I thought it was a hell of a good time. I watched it on my birthday. I took time out of my day. I was like, you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm going to take two and a half hours before I go to dinner and watch this zombie movie. Like, why the hell not? I love heist movies, too. It's 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 two freaking just awesome genres combined into one. I love the concept, and I think it was executed pretty damn well. I think there's obviously some subplots. I, I did like the the daughter's character but she was used way Same. too heavily um it just it was a little bit too much for me although like a film like this does need those emotional moments and i think they were done well but just eh, it seemed a little bit hollow like it just it 
it didn't work for me the way that I, I think it could have. But it's a hell of a good time. This, the blood and gore is fucking just awesome. The tiger scene, I, I, I kind of I love what they did with the zombies. Like, you can tell that this movie just had an insane amount of passion and uh, attention to detail put into the zombies, the scope, the whole production design. Like, it was cool. And, of course, they played zombie at the end by the cranberries which was fucking it sick was so, yeah that was that was really yeah. cool i love the yeah. soundtrack like that that was like i'm like damn i feel that that's cool uh so yeah i'm gonna give this three and a half out of five as well i thought it was a fucking great great film really good time uh it's worth checking out so there and you go. dave batista is a badass like he is yeah he he he, <laughs> he looks like he just he was in the military for his entire life i just can't believe that he would go to be a fry cook <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be flipping he did not patties. Fit in that situ- <laughs> he did not fit in that kitchen. He, it's almost like his arms were touching both sides of the kitchen. Because so the big. guy walks in, he's just sitting there, apron and hat on. Like, How does he find a t-shirt hmm? that fits? Like, I don't understand. Well, there's another role, especially uh, made. movie role, uh, Blade Runner 2049, the opening of that movie. And he has these tiny little glasses on. It's so adorable. It's like, no, why did they give him these glasses? It makes him look so strange. But, like, that's the thing with Dave Batista. He's working with great directors. He was going to be in Suicide Squad, but I guess he turned oh, it down to do this And he movie. just got cast in Knives Supposedly. Out 2 as one of the leads. So, I mean, that's oh, going to yeah. be cool. Yeah. I remember. I was like, well, what do you Because he, he can be funny. Yeah, exactly. He is sure. funny. Because he fun. can be really funny. Do you know what he got in his Grand Slam? Or did he even get a Grand Slam? Did he even eat? Does he eat? At Denny's. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I I was I was way too scared to like go up and do anything. I was like, no, he he's going to Batista so bomb me through the nice. table. <laughs> oh, like, oh, hey. Probably. Because <laughs> then I would have emailed him like 20 years later and been like, hey, do you remember me? Can I be in Army of the Dead? But yeah, that is Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's sort of, uh, you know, crazy project that the studio didn't fuck with. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, crazy zombie heist movie. But next week, I do believe we have some mainstream movies. Although, are they in theaters or can we watch them online? I don't know for sure. Here Spencer. is the situation. What's the deal? John. Okay. So. Thank you. Next weekend is Memorial Day weekend. Usually. It's a big weekend for movies, uh, and uh, now that we're the kind of like the towards the tail end of the pandemic, hopefully some more movies are coming out in theaters and uh, digitally as well. So we have options. A Quiet Place Two is going to be in theaters only for forty five days, and then it's going to be on Paramount Plus. So I mean, we can all, we can choose to try to go out and see it in theaters and watch it, or wait for forty five days and check it out then and do a review then, uh, or Corella which I've am hearing surprisingly great things. So I mean that's on that's a Disney Plus mo- uh, movie. So I mean I I'd, I'd watch it at the very least. It's also going to be in theaters. Collector's Corner, Midnight Cowboy, The Criterion Edition. That episode will be out on Check Wednesday. It out. Mm. Uh it's going to be a interesting yeah, film will. if you haven't seen Midnight Cowboy. Uh, check it out or look into it because it's a very weird and strange film, but we break it down for you on Wednesday, tomorrow. So look forward to that. Absolutely. Joe Buck. Joe Buck. Yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, check us out every single Monday, in this case Tuesday. I apologize, but it was my birthday, so you can't hold it against me. Um, yeah, follow us at those movie dudes on Instagram, where you can stay up to, to date with everything that has to do with the podcast. And that's going to do it. We'll see you next week. Bye.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Monday, and you can stay up to date with everything Those Movie Dudes by following us on Instagram. Video.